Hey y'all, welcome back to the Boost Podcast for our second episode on the four last things. This one is going to be about the particular judgment and the last judgment. So let's dive right in. So Father, this one is somewhat... I don't want to say it's speculative, but it's something that we know is truly going to happen, but we've mm-hmm. obviously never seen it because we're still alive. Right. So we're, <laughs> we right. we're, we're alive. on this side of heaven. We're not, yeah, we're not on, on, um, we're not on that plane yet of the judgment, but we know it's something that happens. So we know of two judgments that occur um, after we die. The first is what we would call the particular judgment. Mm-hmm. So why don't we start there sure. and then we'll talk about the final or the last judgment uh, in a bit. Yeah, so that one, uh, the first of two, the particular judgment happens to a person upon that person's de- death, mm-hmm. immediately when that person dies. When, when the soul leaves the body, that soul stands before his or her creator, judge, mm-hmm. and is judged by the judge. <laughs> so it happens at the moment of death. So we are... Coming directly out of death and into this new life, whether that be for good or for bad. Right. And what's going to happen in that particular judgment? So we're standing before God, and as, as our research shows, we're, we're also standing before a lot of others as well. Because that's of, right. Yeah, because of what happens after this point. Right, that's right. So in this, in the particular judgment, right, so when the soul stands before Almighty God... We are uh, clothed with absolutely nothing. Like, we can't take anything with us, right? We know when we Mm. die, all our possessions, all the things of this world that are passing away stays in this world. Mm -hmm. Regardless if you bury uh, mom or dad or ourselves with it or whatever the uh, ancient Egyptians did uh, (laughs) during their burying process for the, quote, afterlife, we don't take any of this with us. Mm -hmm. We take only... um, our soul and that, and that soul that stands before Almighty God is stripped of everything earthly, mm-hmm. and the only thing that we are wearing um, is grace. Yeah. Is grace and virtue, but it's grace and virtue that have been merited, that have been earned through faith, faith, right, and mm-hmm. works, while in a state of grace. Okay, so let's talk grace. about that because that's sure. actually really important when we're talking about this, um, because a state of grace is a particular state it it, right. it is um it's something that we have to pursue mm-hmm. by means of what father by means of sacramental confession if we have sin on our mm-hmm. soul uh perfect contrition right mm-hmm. and it's all done in and through not something that we do on our own obviously but in and through the cooperation with god mm-hmm. jesus christ who died on the cross for us to make atonement for our sins he offers us that gift of redemption but we in turn have to reach for the gift and use the gift make use of the gift so we have to cooperate so someone who is in a state of mortal sin right sin separates us from god it wounds our relationship with god it kills our relationship with god mortal sin does, uh, while we're in that state, uh, we cannot benefit from God's sanctifying grace. We can right. benefit from his actual grace, which is grace he's always willing to give to us. Mm-hmm. But the sanctifying grace that we're needed for salvation uh, is blocked from us. Not anything that God did, but right. something we've done, we've done right. to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so no matter what good we do in this world, 
it does not merit us sanctifying grace that we get to bring to heaven. Yeah. Now, the good that we do in this world is still good, but it's not good that is merited mm-hmm. because it's not in and through Christ. It's on right. our own efforts, not cooperating with God's efforts. And so they're good in themselves, but they're not any good that we can use. Yeah, that's, that's I think, a really important point because um, so much of the time we fear reconciliation, we fear that sacrament, or we, we think that we can kind of do it on our own. Mm-hmm. And um, even if we kind of understand... Yeah, well, even if we understand the fact that it's both faith and works mm-hmm. um, as Catholics, that's something that's very deeply ingrained in our faith. Sure. But it's not just works. It's works done through and with Christ in that faith. Correct. So it's not two separate things. It's actually two things working together. Yes, it is. Because our faith informs our works and our works inform our faith. It's not just saying, Lord, Lord, having faith, right? Mm -hmm. Satan himself believes in God, has faith in God. Right. But it's putting that faith into action. It's doing the good. It's believing the good, believing that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ died for us, but also doing the works of bringing about salvation in and in the world to to others and for ourselves as well. Right, absolutely. And so this particular judgment, this understanding, is something that we see in the in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. We see it in Luke sixteen, Luke twenty three. We see it in Acts chapter one, and it's something that we've been um, <clears throat> excuse me we've been teaching since way way back, like Council of Florence mm-hmm. time that this is something that we're going to go through. Yep. And please, Jesus, it's something that we're going to be able to, uh, that or rather that's going to unlock the gates of heaven for mm-hmm. us. Um, so, okay, so we've explained how we die. We're immediately going to this judgment. Who's on that judgment seat again, Paul? It is Christ. <laughs> Christ who is the judge. Right. And we see that uh, in Matthew 25. Mm-hmm. Matthew chapter 25, verses 31 through 46, uh, where it says, when the Son of Man, that's Jesus, Mm -hmm. comes in his glory because he is ascended to the right hand of the Father. He sits there with God the Father in glory um, and inviting us into that glory as well. He and all the angels with him, he will sit upon his glorious throne and all the nations will be assembled before him, the the 12 tribes of Israel, all the people of God. And he will separate them, that's us, one from another. As a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats, he will place the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. And then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you accursed, into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels, and these will go off to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. So it's Jesus mm-hmm. Christ himself who sits on the seat of judgment, judging. Yeah, and that kind of tells us a little bit. I mean, we understand as Catholics and as Christians that we are meant to have this personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And it's not just for this moment, the, this moment of judgment, that we need that because it's something that sustains us every single day of our lives. Mm-hmm. But this is kind of the culmination of that relationship. And so if you know, like we were talking about with um, the last episode on death, if you know the person to whom you're going, Mm -hmm. and if you know and love them, then it's not so much a, an ending as a beginning. And, and it's the same thing with judgment. When we know, when we know the judge, when our relationship with the judge is as solid as it can be, we have, we can have, we can stand in front of him without fear. Correct. And we can know like, oh, this is, this is my beloved. Like he's, he knows me. He loves Mm -hmm. me. Um, Yeah. And I can, I can kind of 
breathe that sigh of relief of knowing that I've, I've shown that love in every way that I possibly could at, at my own particular judgment. Beautiful. As you were saying that, I was thinking of a scripture passage about how if there's a problem or a, a quarrel with somebody, how on the way to the judge, the magistrate, mm-hmm. you make peace with that person. So that way you know that when you get there, you can kind of guess the end result of how yeah. the ruling's going to be because... You know, you're at peace, you've, you've reconciled. Right. And so the same thing with the Lord, though. If we're living that life that we talked about, right, last time in our, in our death episode, mm-hmm. then death really for us is a homecoming. Judgment mm-hmm. is a homecoming. It's a reward more than it is a punishment. Right. And that, that fear that we might have of, you know, at this particular judgment, I think you might have already said this, Father, or you might have just been talking about it before the episode, how at this particular judgment, everyone who has gone before us, who is in that, um, in the church triumphant is there at that judgment and sees all of the good and all of the bad. Um, and that too can kind of seem very daunting and very scary because like, you know, I think everybody's had that, uh, that nightmare where they're standing up on stage or they're in a classroom (laughs) and they haven't studied for the test and everyone's just laughing at them. Um, and that might be, kind of an anxiety that comes up right. when we talk about how like Jesus Christ is the judge, but it's almost like the, the, the saints are kind of like the jury of just yeah. not, not a jury that, that said, you know, makes a call, but rather mm-hmm. that just bears witness right. to what's going on. It's like, Oh my gosh, they're going to see all of the bad. But the beauty of it then is after that point, now that everything has been laid bare and laid mm-hmm. open, there can be, a more perfect love and a more perfect entry into this, this union with God. That's right. So just yeah. really cool. And, no, that is. And, and the body of Christ that, that we, that we speak about with Christ the head and all of us in that body of Christ takes on the church triumphant in heaven, the church suffering in purgatory and the church militant here on earth, which we are focusing our gazes on and have been at the beginning of this month mm-hmm. with the church militant focusing her gaze on the church triumphant, looking for inspiration, mm-hmm. uh, recognizing that this thing called um, holiness and being a saint is possible yeah. for us humans through God's grace. And um, with our uh, feast that we just recently celebrated of all souls, how we look to the church suffering. But when we're in this particular moment of judgment, which it's the general judgment at the end, the second judgment, when all of us will see Mm-hmm. everyone for who they really are, the good, the bad, and the ugly. It's not something to, 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 to be worked up about because it's not the judgment that we experience here on earth mm-hmm. with like, oh, he or she did this or that or mm-hmm. making fun. It's really a participation in the communion of saints of wanting that person and loving that person so much, willing the good of the other for, for the best outcome. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, we'll be ashamed of, of what we've done, but it's not going to be any finger pointing and laughing but right, rather like right. rejoicing with each other in the good yeah look that look what you've overcome exactly yeah, yeah as a way to support each other and uh as a way to participate better in the in the communion of the body of christ in that love absolutely amen and i think that leads us really well into talking about the final judgment or the mm-hmm. last judgment yeah um, and we're going to put in the show notes the uh, the Catholic Encyclopedia entry for this and the two catechism references sure. for you if you want to go and read about this. They're pretty short little sections um, because, to be honest, again, because we on earth have not yet experienced this, all we know is that it's going to happen and kind of a little bit of how. Um, 
So the particular judgment is kind of a, a one by one mm-hmm. sort of scenario. Yeah. So as you die, you receive this particular judgment. But tell us a little bit about what the final judgment looks yeah. like. You just kind of touched on it, sure, Father. Sure. But let's dive in a little bit deeper. What does that look like? Sure. So if the uh, if the particular judgment, as you, as you said, is kind of that like one on one um in-house counseling if you will <laughs> uh, like then the final judgment is 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 when it's out for the jury right mm-hmm. that's the trial itself and that's what everyone is going to experience and that's when we think of the resurrection of the body and the life we think of the final judgment because mm-hmm. at that moment uh when we stand before the lord that's when uh, the body and the soul are united again right. with each other and then they go off to well, actually, before they they're separated, mm-hmm. at the particular judgment, uh, the soul goes either heaven, hell, purgatory. So let's mm-hmm. talk about just briefly about that before. Yeah, we a little bit. Yeah, we kind of I skipped that one. Um, so at the moment of death, when the soul stands before God Almighty as judge, and that particular soul is judged individually, the Lord, uh, as Scripture says in Matthew's Gospel, will separate the sheep from the goats, mm-hmm. and, and that soul will go off. So. Those who have those who die in mortal sin, uh, their soul goes to hell, straight to hell. Mm-hmm. Okay, and which not, of course is not just a place of fire and brimstone, but rather hell is complete and utter separation from the good, correct. which is God, which which, which some causes us to suffer. Will argue a greater um, yeah. suffering, and we'll talk more about that in our in our mm-hmm. hell episode. But the soul, not the body with the soul yet, right. the soul goes to hell. Those are the ones, again, who die in mortal sin. Not, uh, It's our choice, right? Not not something that God did. It's something that we incur on our own mm-hmm. through our choices or lack thereof uh, of our relationship with God. The soul who is, who is free from mortal sin, those pure souls, the martyrs, right? Mm-hmm. Their soul goes directly to God because they... Uh, or not in need of any purification because their purification was done on earth through right. suffering, through through their act of charity, mm-hmm. uh, which cancels out, right? Scripture says charity cancels out a multitude of, t- of sins, so yeah. does almsgiving. And so those are the ones who, who, because of maybe they might have just venial sin, the very act of loving God in that final moment Mm-hmm. erases it it's which, like a it's a baptism by blood exactly is what it is. yeah absolutely and so they go to god those those souls who die with um with sin still on them not mm-hmm. mortal sin go to pur- purgatory where they're purified yeah um and then those in purgatory obviously will go on to heaven when that purification is done so that's where the soul's at but when the general judgment uh comes the lord unites that soul with the body mm-hmm. and and, that, and that's the final place where they're going to be at for all eternity right and that's where we see everyone as they truly are with the good the bad the ugly um hopefully less ugly and <laughs> that's where their their soul and their body will be united and and mm-hmm. the suffering uh in those particular states again not places but states will occur for all eternity right. after that judgment okay after the final judgment Awesome. So when we're talking about the the general or the final judgment as well, what does that look like for those who've already received the um, a particular judgment mm-hmm. versus those who maybe are still on earth um, in that moment? I know that, you know, those who are on earth at this kind of final judgment at the, the last in the last days of the world, 
they will be purgatory is going to become kind of obsolete in those last yeah. days because earth will become the place of purgatory. Right, the purging, that's right. Yeah. So but what what does it look like for for those people um, who've already died and been judged mm-hmm. versus those who still are on earth in those purgating great, days. Great question. We got two uh, two scriptural quotes to go off of. The first one is the first letter of St. Paul to Corinthians, chapter 15, mm-hmm. verses 51 through 52, uh, where it says, Behold, I tell you a mystery, Paul is writing. We shall not fall asleep. That's meaning um, the uh, ones who are still alive. Mm-hmm. But we shall all be changed in an instant, in the blink of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Mm-hmm. So that's what's going to happen to those living. Those um, those dead, obviously, will be raised, right? right? United with their body and soul, incorruptible mm-hmm. in the resurrection. We believe in the life after, right? Body and soul. And <clears throat> in First uh, Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 16 through 17, uh, Paul also writes, For the Lord himself with the word of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, will come down from heaven, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Mm. Then we who are alive, those left here on earth, will who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And, and I just recently um, became familiar with this particular passage as I was uh, a few weeks ago was blessing the cemeteries for All Souls Day, Mm -hmm. that is part of the uh, ritual or liturgy for visiting a cemetery. It speaks about that. Comforts those who are left behind, St. Paul says, use this to comfort one another, that those who are still on earth will also be united with those who are dead, but will will succeed them. Yeah. Uh, Will follow them. Those who are dead will rise first, and we will go uh, with them. Beautiful question. And this is just a little caveat, too. I was reading this morning uh, while preparing for this episode that the trumpet, some people believe that this trumpet that's going to sound mm-hmm. at the end of time is the horn from one of the uh, one of the horns from the ram that Abraham used to sacrifice ah. in place of his son Isaac on, on, on the mount. Cool. So, so we'll have to dig that up somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> or, or just wait. <laughs> or just wait. Someone's going to find it. Yeah. We'll um, wait for the resurrection yeah, we'll to see if it's, it's true or not. Or, or you know. <laughs> but uh, Could be tomorrow. Yeah. We we do not know the date. I think maybe that's a good place to yeah. end for today, Father, sure. is that we know, we, we know that this is coming. We do. We know that the particular judgment happens upon our, our immediately after our death. However, we don't know the time or the hour. And Jesus uses the um, the metaphor of, of the thief in the night in yep. the Gospels to speak on this. You do not know the time nor the hour when judgment will come to you. Um, he uses the... the, the um, story as well of the um the the rich man who goes to sleep with his barns full mm-hmm. and he says like you fool That's you, right. you have all of these earthly possessions but don't you know that tonight your life will be taken from That's you right. so we don't know the time or the hour of that final judgment we just know what it's kind of going to entail yeah. Yeah. and what that you know um what that means for those of us who might still be here, present, on earth, mm-hmm. uh, in those last days. And, and we know not the hour when we're going to be called from this world yeah. in death, where mm-hmm. that particular judgment is going to happen. Absolutely. And so, as you pointed out, so we have to always be prepared. Mm-hmm. We have this saying um, in the church, and I preach often uh, on it in the funeral liturgy, that the way we live is the way we die, mm-hmm. and the way we die is how we will spend eternity. So if we mm-hmm. want to be judged 
fairly because judgment is something that's needed. If you think about it, it is, yeah. God is merciful, yes, but He's just. Mm. If something's been done, then something needs to be repaid. There's repercussion right. for every action, right. whether good or bad. And so in this life, it's only fair that if we commit sins in this life, that we be judged and pay for it in the next. So mm-hmm. we know it's coming, as you said, but we don't know when. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So uh, that's, I feel like, the best place to conclude. Actually, I do have one more thing. Sure. So we're saying a lot about judgment, and we're saying a lot about, you know, we're, we sound a lot like Scar from The Lion King, be prepared. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know, like, immediately just wanted to start singing that song. But, again, I just, I, I think, you know, we want to keep bringing this back home to this is not something that is scary or has no. to be scary for the one who loves God, mm-hmm. okay? So when we when we talk about, you know, be prepared, it's more of a sense of, like, live the Christian life and realize that that's the life that brings you both happiness and on earth and happiness in eternity. It's not always going to be happy on earth. It's going to be that piece of knowing right. and hoping in the resurrection yeah. and the life. Absolutely. So it's it's something that... Um, I don't know. I want to say it's it's an easy thing to be prepared for when you know how you've lived your life, like Father just correct, said. Correct, correct. So um, we hope that this is not anything that's freaking anybody out. And, no, that and it shouldn't. It shouldn't. Um, like, so shouldn't the, the reason why it. we're doing this, these podcasts, these episodes, and the reason why Holy Mother Church celebrates in November, which is the end of the liturgical year, mm-hmm. the four last things or the four last ends, is because sometimes in life, Jen, we go through life and we forget priorities. We forget mm-hmm. our telos, our end goal, which is having to be with God. And sometimes through our responsibilities, which is good, we just get caught up in in, in the everyday uh, things of the world that we forget that what's the purpose of it all and yeah. where are we going? If we understand where we're going, which is why we think about death, heaven, uh, death, judgment, heaven, hell, right? Mm-hmm. It's why we should always keep that phrase memento more as, as a yeah. little motto of our own, remembering death. Uh, if you have to put a skull on your desk like, <laughs> like Jen has, like do it because it because when we do that, mm-hmm. we remember to live rightly. I see yeah. that so many times in the funeral liturgy. I see people at their best inside funeral liturgies because mm-hmm. when we are faced with the reality of death, that it's coming for all of us mm-hmm. and all of us will stand before our creator and judge, then it reminds us of who we are and whose we belong to. Yeah. And uh, it, it inspires us or lights a little fire under us mm-hmm. to live that, that, that life better for Christ in and through him. Absolutely. Amen. All right, y'all. Well, that is the end of our second episode on the four last ends. Tune in next time for us talking about uh, hell and then heaven and purgatory, or purgatory and heaven, rather. Yep. We want to end on the highest we possible note. We go up, note. not down. <laughs> yeah. um, we thank you for listening. Please uh, remember that you can still send episode requests into Church at htdiocese.org. And again, we will be posting in the show notes any helpful pieces of information for this podcast and those that follow. So I hope you have a wonderful day and God bless you.